recommendation and prescription and mandate and particular expectation for me to be a blessing to humanity financially and with all good things then there is something in God I must learn concerning supernatural provision so I can have a scripture like 2nd Corinthians 9 and verse 8 and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that he having always all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work the supernatural it's so supernatural ladies and gentlemen because there's something I tell you in this church the wisdom of God is never faulty the wisdom of God is not foolishness in itself it is foolishness to man because man is attempting to judge God's wisdom by his own wisdom God's wisdom is logical only the reason is divine his wisdom is sensible if you follow his path God possibly will not say distribute share communicate with all men without a supernatural appliance for supernatural ingathering and provision. So he explores such spiritual tentacles. Yes, it is God's will I give. Therefore, there's something about provision that is supernatural. That is why he says, imagine, imagine God will have said, tell the rich men to keep giving. It says, tell them, charge them, or warn them, mandate them not to be high-minded, nor trust in uncertainty of riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things. This is supernatural provision I'm talking about. First Timothy 6, 17, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. God empowers richly richly empowers at first corinthians chapter 3 we learn this very important one verse 21 i'm still preaching divine concepts concerning giving and some members of this church have been very very stingy and you ask them why and they tell you it's because the pastor does not teach giving. And I always, always attempt to explain that not only do I teach giving, I also, by example, give. Not just money, service, commitment, time, care, mercy. As a child of God first, then as a pastor. Pastor is well, the church is well equipped to minister to her members and even people outside, spirit, soul, and body. Small enough to know you microcosmically and strong enough to be able to minister to your needs, spirit, soul, and body. I think the only issue is this. We don't use gimmickries or trickeries. We don't
don't treacherously teach people so we can extort from them hard and money. And I will teach them to understand biblical perspective concerning giving. Don't like somebody who doesn't know his left from his right have it all mixed up, confused. There is a biblical perspective of giving. This is what I teach. I don't cajole or impose or mandate or force or extort or swindle. I don't preach a Ponzi scheme or some get rich quick syndrome. Rather, I preach God's perspective. What is the Lord's perspective concerning giving? And so if you think I don't teach on giving, it's possibly because I'm not teaching giving like you think I should. I wouldn't force you to give because God looks at the heart. He does not look at the gift. It is the heart with which you give this gift that God looks at. I give you two axioms that make a lot of sense to you. I said, he is no fool that gives what he cannot keep to get what he cannot lose. He is no fool that gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I also said this to you. That somebody once defined a lack gift as a gift of any size into which the spirit of sacrifice has been introduced in its giving. Somebody once described a large gift as a gift of any size into which the spirit of sacrifice has been introduced. I also demystified the concept of widow's might. Luke 21, 1 to 4, Mark 12, 40 to 44. The widow gave all she had to live upon. When you say you are giving your widow's mind, it means you are giving all. At Proverbs 28 and verse 20, we learn A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh rich to be, he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Proverbs 28 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. To have respect of persons is not good. For for a piece of bread that man will transgress. He that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. I want to mention just one very important point for a short while it's a prayer meeting at first corinthians this divine enablement factor to help you a great deal you must you must see this you must see provision and enablement as a very basis of my gist Without divine enablement, then the biblical perspective of giving is warped, is senseless, is illogical. If I'm meant to share with everybody, how will I survive? How will I survive the raining day? He gives admonition at first Timothy five and verse eight. He that does not Provide for his household a special day of his own. 
Jesus denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. If providing for your house is biblically ideal, and if you don't do it, you are called an unbeliever, and it is said that you have denied the faith, then there must be something supernatural about provision. Otherwise, how will you say to share with everybody? Without an understanding of this divine provision, we cannot want the rich to trust in God. This is the aspect I want you to chart, the course I want you to follow. Thinking about it seriously. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 20. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 20. Verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. All things are mine. All things are mine. First thing that comes to mind is to say all spiritual things, yes. All spiritual things. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. We introduced to us at Colossians 2 and verse 10 as all spiritual things. But we are saying something at verse 22. It defines the enclosure, the scope of the all things. Whether Paul or Apollos or Caiaphas or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come. All are yours. Life, death, things we see, things to come. All are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God. I want you to explore this frontier. The frontier of divine enablement. The frontier of divine provision. Each time I have the privilege of speaking with members of church who support church, or people that are not members of this church as part, they don't attend this church as a little assembly every Sunday in, Sunday out, or Wednesday in, or Friday in, Friday out. I always encourage them that you're going to be a waste of resources if you give and you're not born again. Then, I also say, as somebody born again, I want you to explore divine enablement and empowerment, spiritual provisions by being spiritual yourself. Don't think you're able to buy God over. Don't think of bribery. Don't think of the gift of a man making room for him. He's blind. Making room for him. Rather, I want you to explore better Christian living also. It's not about your seed. It's about you. They gave themselves to us, to the Lord for us, and us by the will of God. You first, we seek you. Second Corinthians 7 verse 14. We seek you and not yours. Because if it's going to be all about your seed, then you have to miss it. First, your life. There is more to life than what you are giving and what you can get back. I want you to begin to tap into supernatural enablement and endowment. Along the lines of your giving, you begin to witness miraculous provisions beyond the scope of your physical 
financial capabilities. This is the point. People need to be taught. People need to be taught. I know that the word of God is now money comes. God's word is clear on it. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work is the way. There is but food. Proverbs 39 verse 23. In the tillage of the poor. But there is he that is distraught for lack of understanding or lack of knowledge. Hard work is the way. Titus 3 and verse 15. Let those who are ours be careful to maintain good works. For necessary uses. Hard work is the way. Are you in church? There's no other way except the way of hard work. There's no such thing as just um, grumbling, complaining as an evildoer. I'm going to show you in the Bible quickly the way is hard work. Now, we hear there's some that is, this is 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse, uh, let me start from 8. 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 8. I'm trying to build this a, a point and I want to um, hinge it on this what I'm saying. I want to establish supernatural provision but I want us to come from the platform of hard work. So you don't get it um, twisted. 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 8. Neither did we eat any man's bread for not, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you that if any man should not walk, neither should he eat. Oh! For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, walking not at all, but are busy bodies. Now then that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that we quietness the walk and eat their own bread. On this he says, but ye brethren, be not weary in well doing. Hard work! First Thessalonians 4 and verse 11. And that ye study to be quiet. That is learn to be quiet. And to do your own business. And to work with your own hands. As we commanded you. That ye may work honestly towards them that are without. And that ye may have lack of nothing. Hard work is what precipitates increase. But can I be clear on this? Ladies and gentlemen. The Bible is also very clear on the possibility of supernatural enablement financially beyond hard work. It's a serious issue. This is a point where people argue. People argue vehemently about the possibility of supernatural provisions outside hard work. We don't have to fight over it. All that we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is possibly to consult scriptures. <laughs> Hallelujah! That's all we need to do. Can I say what I'm about?
about to introduce. I'm saying Second Thessalonians 3 from verse 8. First Thessalonians 4 verse 11. Acts 1 verse 28. Titus 3 14. Gives instruction that you cannot be rich or have enough except you work very hard. I'm saying also the Bible is clear on the possibility of superhuman enablement. First, I say it this way. Number one, the possibility of financial or material increase that do not necessarily follow regular order. Can I say it again? Two sides to it. The possibility of financial empowerment that do not necessarily follow the fiscal routes or routine. Number two, supernatural needs. Rather, supernatural meeting of needs beyond the normal route. So, there's a possibility of increase supernaturally. There's a possibility of your needs being met. For example, your health. Losses being curtailed. Wastes. Siphon. Thefts. Being supernaturally blocked. We've, we've, we've learned so much about Christ's miraculous provisions and multiplication of food. But look at this one. At Matthew chapter number 17. We should not quickly forget the story of manna. 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 What is this? Of Exodus. Manna. What is this? Flakes. Flakes. And meats. Look at Matthew 17. I think we're going to have issues understanding giving if we don't open our minds to this possibility. The possibility of financial increase beyond the normal. Hey! Lord Jesus. Financial income beyond the normal, beyond the physical. I'm not talking about stealing or keeping. I'm talking about money coming into your coffers without working for it at all. I have not spoken about theft, exploiting people using their heads. Now let's not get it mixed up. I'm not talking about pastors gimmickry and trickery of making money. No, 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 no. God said, God said, God said, there are three days in a weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. God said, there are three personalities in the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. God said, we should part, fast and pray three days and three nights. God said, the three means three million. If you have three million, come forward and give to God. No, I'm not talking about those tricks. I'm talking about supernatural endowment 
beyond the possible, the feasible, the normal, the calculable, the ideal. Supernatural endowment. And I said we've, we've learned so much about manna of Exodus. We've learned a lot about John 4, John 5 with the miracle, last, last, miraculous um, multiplication of loaves. This is this one. This is about money. This is about money. Can angels bring money? Why not? Why not? Someone says, look it. Follow through Central Bank. Who told you that one? Can angels produce money? I'm saying, why not? What can God not do? Can I become rich suddenly? Of course. It is not all of the time that the Bible says you have to work hard and die before you become rich. Jesus was a carpenter. The son of a carpenter. And I'm so certain that the moment he stepped into full-time ministry, he was too busy to do carpentry work. And then Jesus Christ had some women that followed him and ministered to him of their substance. I'm not trying to repudiate the place of people supporting your ministry. Luke 8, you read verse 2, of those who followed Jesus in every city and ministered to him of their substance. Certain women followed Jesus and ministered to him of their substance. Luke chapter number 8, you read verse 2. Certain women who followed Jesus and ministered to him of their substance. Luke 8 verse 2 verse 3. Find the same thing at Matthew 27 and verse 55. Matthew 27 verse 55. Luke 8, 2, 3. Matthew 27, 55. And many women were there beholding a far off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him. This is ministry. But apart from the fact that Jesus had the back for the poor, Jesus had a large heart for the welfare of people. For example, at Mark, where there was a man that was healed who lived in the tombs, he told them to give him cloth to wear. The back for the poor had substance in it. Jesus was miraculous. Can I bring what I'm saying? close home. I'm saying for example, beyond asking members of this church to contribute towards chairs or the building, we must have the mind of miraculous provision. We must. This is what many pastors don't do. Many pastors saddle church members with all of the responsibility of bringing money. I'm saying this is good. It's biblical. We find it in the Bible. I just showed you in the Bible right now. I just showed you. I'm saying also, we should have the mind of supernatural provision beyond the norm. For example, I told you a story in this church of my brother-in-law who said, 
they were raising funds for some plastics. It, and then here comes this girl. Sunday after the announcement was made, a young girl who just left senior secondary school, a Muslim girl with their hijab regalia, and came and said, last Sunday, and I had the church make an announcement towards church, yes, and she brought one. That's, that's not ordinary. To have a Muslim girl pass by your church and hear an announcement made about chairs and to bring one is not normal. That's not your out. I'm saying that as we have a building in progress and we are saying church members contribute and they are refusing and some of them will never get there till Jesus comes. You say, are you a Christian? No. It's, it's over two years. Um, it's going to be two years by June. And 50% of the members of this church have never been there before. You say, Pastor, take them there. Why? Why would you take them there? They want to go, they don't know how to get there. You get what I'm saying? Apart from saying, you all contribute, we should be talking about testimonies of provisions for the good beyond them. This is how it ought to be. And you are saying, I can't explain. I, I can't explain. Yes. I can't explain. Sometimes, you are able to trace it. At times, you can't. One person gave this testimony. He said, while we are building their church, that must have cost them close to 800,000. Sorry. Like 800 million or something. 800 millionaire. He said, one day, man came said, I've heard about you. I've heard about your church. I'm giving you a gift and dropped a check of 25 millionaire. So, wow, he's heard about us. Then somebody else comes in from Lagos on a private jet and came and located their church somewhere and found the pastor and said, Pastor, I've not met you before. I don't know anything about you. I'm giving you a check of 100 millionaire. Uh -huh. So we are saying. So we don't just come to church and believe ourselves and say, how much have you contributed? Say, uh, emoji, the last time it was 5K. Six months ago. So uh, let's, let's walk. Let's walk uh, on the roof. Well, it was 8 million last year. It's now 11 million. So, okay. We contribute. We say all of us put together, multiplied by 10. We can only contribute 8,000 naira. So, you come and every Sunday we believe you say, my God, if you don't give me this church, forever I curse. And it becomes so serious and terrifying you start coming to church. We should be able to come to this church on a regular basis and see. He has done it again. What did he do? We say, well, just walked up and gave us 30 million naira. It has been yet. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm giving a story. So I said, ah, 
Hey, hey, let's go and check the place tomorrow. You don't have to go. Nothing's happening there yet. And then you can come and say, somebody just come, come and say, take this supernatural provision apart from church members supporting, apart from the regularity of income, we believe God to supernatural enablement. Jesus had women who ministered to him of their substance, but also he was miraculous. Learn this. Matthew 17, 24. You have to be careful when you learn, when I give examples in the church. I'm building something. So just be patient and be keen. Don't lose. If you lose what I'm saying, you may be lost to the end of the service. I had spoken about Luke 8, 2, 3. And the woman that followed Jesus afar, Matthew 27 from verse 54. From verse 54 to 56. Amen. Matthew 17. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Did not your master pay tribute? He saith, Yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him and said, Don't disturb them. What do you think? Simon. Of whom the kings of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute of their own children or strangers? Peter said, Of strangers, Jesus said unto them, Then are the children free, yeah? Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. We are not men who pay tribute here. They are trying to play on our intelligence, they are trying to rip us off, they are trying to manipulate us, but don't worry, lest we offend them. Let's take Claire here at this point. Let's not argue with them. Okay? Go thou to the sea and cast an hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money and take and give it unto them for me and for thee. A supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's supernatural. How did Jesus know that there was money? With the signature of their treasury, it wasn't heavenly money, it was earthly money. How Jesus got this earthly money was supernatural. He didn't cajole anybody. Money was coming into his support, his ministerial entourage and movement through women. I'm convinced that Peter, the fisherman, and some others who probably had some little savings will have been supportive too. I'm convinced about that. And I'm saying it's not out of place to ask church members to support. But the pastors must teach us the value of spiritual endowment and provision to the point that we should be giving testimonies of God's enablement and provision of finance even for church. No, 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 no. I, I don't think it's the best thing we say. And yesterday, he gave me 20,000. Now that's good. That's, that's ministry. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. It's, it's just great. It's just great. 
We should be telling testimonies of my giving to them too. But I'm saying beyond this, we should be giving testimonies of superhuman, beyond the normal. And I'm saying right. The first one is provision. The second one is supernatural cure to losses, to damage. Supernatural health. Because some people make money, but they spend the bulk of it on their health. They don't know. People make money. If you remove what you spend on your health from what you have, you'll be shocked. If you calculate how much you spend on your health, you'll be shocked you are spending over of your earnings. You will have been rich. If not that, your health will tiny your finances. You will have been able to gather some money, but your health is damaging your finances. Destroying your financial power as a family or as an individual. Go thou to the sea, the first fish. This is supernatural. So, this is what I think we should be doing supernatural money assistance. Depend it lightly on people. People will disappoint you. If you put your trust in men, you become you become angry. You you, you become vehement as a pastor. You will shout. You will scream. They will not listen. They will begin to make a mockery of you. You should never let them look like I'm counting on you. Please. I'm counting on you. Please. I'm, and that's why that's what happens in this church over and over again. Happens in this church. Say, oh, please, please. Before they say, Jack, you begin to see the things that happen. You begin to see it. You are wondering how. Uh, uh, what do we do? Depending on human beings can be very frustrating and damaging. You will soon die off if it's open because you will not be there when they are needed most. You need to begin to think of supernatural resources. we have a need and we have a committee it is possible we have a need we have no committee this church has no committee for anything we are the committee nobody is being used nobody is being exploited nobody is being manipulated nobody is being cajoled give and if you don't want to give the work of the master requires haste it shall be done Some years ago, I said at old church, let's buy LCs. They said, Why? 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 I said, Let's just buy LCs and make it a better ambience. Why? The following Sunday, same story, no LCs anywhere. I said, Let's buy LCs. <laughs> then on the Monday, I saw a man who said, one of the people who worked around church. He wasn't a church member. He was just a passers-by. He said, I heard what 
coming from our church two Sundays ago, you want to buy ACs? I said, yes. He said, I had a game when I was coming this Sunday, this channel. I said, I said, you have refused. He said, I'm going to bring one for you. I said, hey, now you are talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one bought the first AC. So there was one man I had told before I was supposed to buy an AC from. I told him, now, give us this AC to make true. And the man said, but you were meant to buy. I said, ah, we can't buy. We need it now. And he gave it to me. So the third Sunday we were in church with two ACs. They say, how? I said, it's so simple. If you keep quiet, God is exposed. You know, it's shameful. When we say, let's do it, and you're not cooperating. And we find people that will do it in a way beyond human ideas. It's always shameful. When people, for example, buy you chairs to sit on in your church and you have the capacity. Ah, ah. People, people don't know shame. They don't know shame. They say, hey, go matter. Ah, ah. Two things. It is possible there is provision beyond the normal. It is possible losses are caught supernaturally. So you don't spend so much on frivolous things that take your money away. Let's think about that. Let's think about these two very seriously. Gimmick is trickeries. Who gives the money? Who gives the money? So they calculate. We want to raise, we want to raise 40 millionaire. Who gives the money? So we label them. Brother one, brother two, sister. Three, six to four. Four of them will give 10 million each. Then we approach each of them and they say they have no capacity. We are back to zero. All right, let's try to raise offering. Raise 4,000 in four years. It is possible to want to raise 40 and to be in prayer, to be talking in tongues and praying steadily. And trying to find Holy Spirit. How do I get this money and do this work? It's possible. It's possible to seek the Lord fighting, praying, talking in tongues and saying, Lord, what do I do? It's possible. He opened your eyes to what to do and to talk to. It's possible you talk to nobody and money comes. Let's get into Explore the frontier of supernatural financial enablement beyond conventional route. It's possible. I believe in supernatural accomplishment by supernatural provisions of financial resources. I believe. Supernatural. I want you to believe me. I want you to begin to think about it. Don't limit your scope. If all things are yours, you can command things to come. If all things are yours, you can command things to come. You can command creative, miraculous things. And say, in the name of Jesus, I command this house to be built. In the name of Jesus, I command this land to be built. 
out in the name of Jesus. I command this house to be roofed in the name of Jesus. I command this place to be flawed in the name of Jesus. I command this house to be completed in the name of Jesus. I command this to come because all things are mine and I have the power of the Holy Ghost on the side of me. Come by the working of angels now in the name of Jesus. It is possible. Begin to explore such frontiers. Let's not just fold our hands and wait on uh, till and okay. Till and then now. What did Jesus say? At the tomb of Lazarus, John's gospel, chapter number 11. He wept. Verse 35. People said he was crying because of his needs. I did not think so. As he was weeping for their unbelief. You find the same at Luke 19 and verse 41. Where he wept over Jerusalem. He said that he said Jerusalem have not known the things that were meant for our peace. I'm convinced in my mind Christ was not weeping because he was afraid of the miraculous. Because the God would not answer him. He was only weeping because of the unbelief of Mary and Martha. At John 11, Jesus did something amazing. He said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast had me. 41. That's the kind of, this is the kind of conviction you must have. Father, you have had me. This is a mind of superhuman provision. Father, you have had me. I'm going to build this house. I'm going to buy this church bus. I'm going to buy this land. I'm going to buy this thing. I'm going to preach the gospel abroad. I'm going to feed this soul and preach the word of God. I'm going to preach at this city and preach in Russia and preach in India and preach in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to preach at Kano and Sokoto City. I'm going to preach the gospel at my degree. I'll preach at Koma Hills. I'll preach at Kibok. I'll preach to Boko Haram. It's a choice because all things are mine. He said, Father, I send thee that thou hast had me. Begin to have the mind of supernatural financial capacity. It pays. Let it not be hinged on how much you have or who you know or who you don't know. Let it be on God, the maker of all things. You don't need the contact as much as you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't need that connection as much as you need the power of the Holy Spirit that you have of God free of charge. You don't need that, that little crispy, calculated conspiracy work. You need the power of God from above. Stand to your feet. Worship him today.